Hey, it's Rob and Kennedy. Hello. Today on the Email Marketing Show, we're talking to Adrian Savage. He's the founder of Deliverability Dashboard, a really awesome tool that we use to manage engagement and deliverability. And he's also the founder of WeDeliver.email, which has recently sent its billionth email through it. Flip an neck. That's amazing. We're going to be talking about the art and the science of email deliverability, how to avoid the spam folder, double your open rates, yeah, for real, and win the race to the inbox. Now, when this podcast episode comes to an end, we don't want you to feel like you're all alone with questions and wondering, how does this apply to me? So instead, come and share whatever it is that you are working on and get stuck into all of the training and the resources in our free Facebook group. Just open any web browser and search for robandkennedy.group. It will forward you straight over to the Facebook group. Or if you're on Facebook, you can just search for the Email Marketing Show Community catchy title. It's very, very catchy. He called the fire brigade when he was only three years old to thank them for their hard work. It's hypnotist Robert Temple. And he wants to put a ban on cinnamon. It's the mind reader, Kennedy. Kennedy. There's nothing worse than you order an apple pie somewhere and it comes along and you think it's going to be apple league sugary goodness and someone's basically put a moth on your tongue. That's how it tastes, like a moth on your tongue. When you put different fruit in it, I've recently been poisoned by apple and raspberry and apple and mango and apple and everything else in me apple pie. Don't mix your fruits, folks. Don't mix your fruits. jolly lot we are here every single week giving course creators coaches and membership site owners everything that you need to be the email marketing hero of your own business using this psychology driven email marketing now kennedy today we are joined by our pal adrian and i've got uh, three statements about adrian one of them is true two of them are just damned lies and you're gonna try and guess which one is the truth which one is the lie so poke a face here adrian don't give anything away i'm strapped in and ready to go let's do this here we go Fact number one, potential fact number one. He once got locked in his local pub toilets and was left there all night long. Okay. Number two, he once got cast as a tree in a primary school play. And number three, he once got a social media account banned for 24 hours, but he doesn't know which post caused it. Flip a neck. Mate, you're getting much better at this. Did he get locked in his local pub toilets? I, I don't think... It- I don't think he was cast as a tree in a school play. I don't think I don't think he was a cloud. He could have been. I can imagine him being a cloud, not a not a tree. Um, was did he get his social media? No, I th- I'm going to go with I'm going to go with the social media account banned for 24 hours uh, for a post. He doesn't know which post it was. Adrian, which one's true? Uh, you got it wrong. You fell at the first hurdle. I was the tree. Oh, damn it. <laughs> I, I when I was at school, and I suppose the same is still is the same is still true today. I was the worst actor in the world, so the only thing they could do was get me to stand there and just rustle my leaves. And even I made a, a rubbish job of that. So there you go. I was I'm, I'm bad enough to be dangerous at acting. I will stick to my day job. I will not be on stage anytime soon. Acting, maybe speaking, but not acting. Love it. I love it. I love it. Absolutely love it.
So let's talk about this deliverability thing, first of all. Uh, and I'm going to ask you the big open question first. And this is this is the one that everybody wants to know, but it's different. It's, it's, it's funny. This is the question everyone asks, but it's different for everyone who asks it. And it's, will putting that emoji in the subject line get me to the spam folder? Will that image in my email get me to the spam folder? Will the word free in my subject line get me into the spam folder? I want to know about the word enlargement. <laughs> Basically, is there one thing that we're going to do in our emails that is going to catastrophically hurl us into the spam folder? Probably not. There are a few things that can. Um, you know, if you put Viagra in your subject line, you probably will stand up in the spam folder. But unfortunately, it's not as simple as that anymore. It's a bit like saying, how do I get to be number one on the Google search engine? There are so many different factors. And just when you think you've got it, Google, bless them, come along and they change the rules anyway. So we've got a lot of principles, but it's like a jigsaw. There's so many different pieces and you can still see the jigsaw if you've got a few pieces missing. Um, it's only if you kind of throw all the pieces in the bin that you might suddenly find your emails are, are going to spam. But, you know, yeah, you can do some stupid things and that will probably get you to spam. But as long as you're sensible and as long as you don't overthink it, then most people, most of the time, will do okay. So I think the examples I gave you there, they're probably going to be okay. If you get, as you said, if you start putting obvious things in like Viagra, <laughs> that's going to cause you problems. But I think that means that that's the good news is that means as long as we remain relatively sensible with it, then we should have a fighting chance at least. So Adrian, is is it impossible for, like if we had a really good campaign that said, you know, um, I don't know, like if your email marketing's gone a bit soggy, this is like Viagra for your email marketing. Will, will that, I mean, is there any chance of us getting through? Are you saying, like, literally there are some things which will literally just go straight away, that's not it? Well, I think that's a really, really cool question, Kennedy, because if you'd have asked that question five years ago, I'd have said probably you end up in spam. But it's not that straightforward now because Google, bless them, they pioneered this and, the, you know, the other, the other two of the big three mail providers, we've got, you know, we've got Google, we've got Microsoft, we've got Yahoo, they control probably 75% of the world's email boxes. Um, and they have really gone to town on artificial intelligence, natural language parsing, all this kind of thing. So even one word alone isn't enough to trigger the spam filters these days because they will be looking at the whole message in its context. So if it looks like a phishing message or a kind of, you know, or a spammy message that's just selling Viagra, then they will absolutely detect that and you're probably 99% certain to go into spam. But the example that you use where you say this could be like Viagra for your email marketing, yes, it might be a little bit questionable, but if everything else stacks up and everything else is following the rules, there's still actually a fair chance that it might get through. So it is really, really subjective and you know, to be fair, if someone comes on your show or anywhere else and says, do this and your email will go into the inbox, do this and it's going to go into the spam, then I wouldn't trust them as far as you can throw them because it's always about test it with your audience because just because your audience works doesn't mean that someone else's will behave the same way. There's just so many variables. Google doesn't have one rule for each person. Every individual person with a Google mailbox will get a different experience based on their own behavior. So, you know, if, if you open all of my emails and Rob doesn't, then Rob will see my emails going to spam, but you will still get them in your inbox. And I haven't done anything different. It's very much down to what you're doing as the recipient as well. So just so many different variables. We can't set hard and fast rules anymore. So we're really talking about looking at the behaviours and really, and really training the behaviours of our of, of our audience, of our subscribers. So I know you yeah. mentioned that a few years ago, just 
whacking the word Viagra, for example, or any of the naughty words um, into the subject line is definitely going to end you up there. Now we're looking at more things like signals, aren't we? We're looking at like how many points are you scoring? So in general, over the last few years, what have been the biggest sort of changes? For any of us thinking, well, I've always done it this way for the last 20 years. What has changed in the last few years that we should now be aware of in terms of this deliverability piece? So I think the main thing really is engagement. And this is where, you know, we talked about winning the race to the inbox at the start. I was very quickly mentioned what I call the, my, my race methods, because race stands for the four main things that will determine whether or not you'll hit the inbox. or the spam Right, grab your pen, let's do this. So very, very quickly, we've got the R is reputation. We've got the A is authentication. We've got the C for content. And back in the day, that was pretty much the only thing there was. And then the biggest one for me is the E for engagement. And that is the biggest change. Because if you think, you know, go back five years and the good old days where you could build a massive email list, you know, thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people, you mail the crap out of them and you keep mailing them until they buy, they die or they unsubscribe. That was the good old days. And, you know, I still know some old school email marketers who still do that. But guess what? They get 3% open rates now because they're not managing their engagement. They are mailing a list that is mainly dead, gone, don't care. Um, it's not that the mails have bounced and they haven't been keeping their list clean. It's just that people have been ignoring them and they keep mailing those people that are ignoring them. And by doing that, the more unengaged people you mail now, the more you are hurting your reputation. The more you hurt your reputation, the less likely you get into the inbox. Simple. Every single email platform seems to have its own definition of engagement and how they actually report on that. And we know that open rate is obviously a massively flawed number because of everybody's trying to block the damn thing these days uh, for various security reasons and other things. Um, so what do you class as the main key, um, you might call them KPIs, the numbers, the things, the stuff that we should be taking a note on when it comes to, like, what should we be doing in our emails to in- increase that engagement? What's the activity so the main thing you want to look at is we, we want to be only interested in the people that have opened something recently or engaged recently now now luckily we've got more than one way of measuring engagement but it is very limited supposing you're using mailchimp or active campaign or whatever email platform you're using the only thing that can tell you is whether someone has opened an email or whether someone has clicked a link in that email now the good news is even if open tracking gets blocked for whatever reason Obviously, it's very difficult to block link click tracking because that all, the links always go via the email platform, which is why I always recommend it's always worth having a link in every email and have some kind of call to action because then even if they're not opening them, sorry, even if they're not tracking the opens, you can still track the click because um, it's easy for Gmail, it's easy for Yahoo, it's easy for Outlook.com. They know if someone's opened the email or not. It's just that we can't find out. We have to use you know various little tricks. So what we have to do is we have to look at how many people have opened or clicked something in the last week, the last month, the last three months, whatever it is. And the more recently you dial back your engagement management, the better open rate you're going to get. So what that means is if you mail everybody who's ever been on your list, you'll get, say, a 10% open rate. If you only send emails to people who have opened something in the last 90 days, you might get a 20 25% open rate because it's simple maths. And this is where we talk about doubling the open rates. It's not necessarily changing the number of people opening, but I will joke to any client, I can double your open rate in three seconds. And the way I will do it is I'm going to delete half of your list, the ones that haven't opened anything for a while. Do that, suddenly the open rate goes up. 
Now, it doesn't affect the number of people, but the reason it's so important is because the Googles and Microsofts of this world, they are looking for how many people are opening Adrian's emails. And if I'm getting a 50% open rate, they'll think I'm sending some great stuff out. They will boost my reputation and they will continue to deliver my, deliver my emails to the inbox. If I'm then sending it to everyone on my list, regardless of when they last opened something, I get a 10% open rate, they'll say, Adrian's sending out a load of rubbish and we're going to put his content into the spam folder. So the, the way you can help yourself the most is to only send emails to the people who opened something recently. And the way you'll shoot yourself in the foot quickest is if you just keep mailing everybody in your list. Um, and then the, the, you know, in reality, what you need to do is a kind of happy medium between the two, because most of the time you want to mail your engaged people, but occasionally you need to recognize that some people might have just been busy. They might have gone on holiday. They might have been off work for a bit. So you still need to mail the less engaged people from time to time. But if you do that all the time, then you're going to have really bad stats. And that's when your reputation starts to go bad. I think that's a really important point that uh, remember that the Gmails and, and the other recipients, the, the email service providers, uh, they, they know the open rates. Yeah. And what we, as people who sending emails, we've got to rely on our Keep or Infusionsoft or Active Campaign or whatever to do some reporting. But even though that end of things is flawed, Gmail knows 100% of the time how many people are opening the emails that are landing in their system. So it's a different end of the equation. One more before I allow uh, Rob to speak again and let him out this draw that I've put him in. Um, is, um, in terms of engagement numbers, I just wrote down, we, we know that open rate's interesting, click-through rate. Do, does, does getting replies and also forwards of your emails, do, does that count in the world of engagement, even though often it's tr even trickier for us to track that stuff? Yeah, no, that's that a great question because the, the challenge we face is there are two different ways of measuring engagement. There's what the email marketing provider can see, which is opens and clicks, and then there's what the Googles and Microsoft of this world are really looking for. And they've got a much longer list because as an example, if someone rescues one of my emails from the spam folder and drags it back into the inbox, that's one of the strongest possible signs of engagement. That is showing that someone wanted to read my content enough that they found me and rescued it. Um, similarly, the worst thing someone can do is if an email goes into spam and they don't find it and they leave it there, that's a negative sign of engagement. So there's, there's, there's two sides of this coin. But yeah, Google is looking for opens, definitely. Replying to an email is a really strong sign of engagement, as is forwarding it, you know, putting a label on it or filing it away or whatever, scrolling through the whole email. You know, there's lots of things that Google will look for that we will never know whether they do it or not. But it doesn't hurt to encourage our audience to do it. You know, I will always put, you know, I'm lucky in the way, in the sense that I've got a small list. So when I mail my list, I say, why don't you reply and let me know what you think? Because then I get a handful of replies and I can then engage with those people. Now, if I if I had a massive list of 100,000 and I got... I got a thousand replies every time. I couldn't do that because I'd look like an idiot when I then didn't follow up with all those people. So you've got to be careful with it, but you can use all of those things to your advantage. But absolutely, Kennedy, anything like that, the more you can incentivize and motivate your audience to, to demonstrate those signs of engagement, which is why when someone signs up to your lead magnet or whatever, it's really important on the thank you page to say, make sure you look in your spam folder, find it and, and rescue it from there, because that's the first opportunity you've got to modify that human behavior and get them to start searching for you and to get that positive signal out to Gmail, to Hotmail, whatever. 
One of the things we need to do with all of this, I think, as you know, uh, solo business owners, maybe working with an assistant or somebody is trying to figure out how do we like systemize this process to make sure that we're kind of on top of it. So for example, in our business, we have a saved segment inside Keep that we use for our email marketing, log in, select that segment, hit the daily email. And we know that we've taken care of all that stuff on the back end. Now, obviously this is going to be a bit different depending on what email marketing platforms people are using. But what are some of the sort of fundamental things people can put in place so that every time they need to send an email, there isn't like a 20 minute process of going right uh, who can i email can i email them no i can't email them. and trying to find those people yeah uh, that's that a great question and unfortunately it does depend very much on the marketing platform you're using um because i think in most cases there'll be some way of searching for say everybody who's opened something in the last 30 days but in many cases that's quite a manual process um some of the software that i've created uh, within deliverability dashboard actually automates that process for people so there's ways of automating it um, worst case, using third-party tools, um, but I know that with Active Campaign, as an example, then they give you a whole kind of way of setting up automations to track this. So it will depend very much on the platform that you're using. You know, Mailchimp, I think you can search for a certain quality level of contact. Um, I think Constant Contact, you can search for warm or cold contacts and things like that. So whichever email platform you use, there's probably a way to do it. You might then have to do some kind of manual task every time before you send your latest mail shot out, which is a bit of a pain, but there are ways of automating that with third-party tools as well if, if people want to do that. Okay, love it, love it. So if right now we're, we're sitting here listening and thinking, okay, this sounds good, I need to, I'm really dissatisfied. I think we're all dissatisfied with our open rates because we should be constantly dissatisfied and, and, and trying to increase our reputation with that stuff. What are some of the things we should do immediately to have an impact or certainly move the needle on our deliverability? What can we do? Right, first thing is I'm going to put my, I'm going to go into geek mode for a second. There's a technical thing that everybody should do. It's a one-off, um, but that is to set up your email authentication. And that is absolutely paramount. If you don't do that, then your emails to Microsoft in particular probably won't get through half the time. Um, and there's two parts of the email authentication. Uh, I'll, I'll go down the acronym route quickly. Uh, obviously, we don't have much time today, so um, I'll share resources at the end of, to give a bit more information on this. But the first type of email authentication that's really important is called DKIM, which stands for Domain Keys Identified Mail. And that is a setting inside your email marketing platform. It might be email authentication. It might be, I want to manage my authentication, something like that. Um, you have to go and change settings in your DNS record. So it's quite a techie thing to do. And if you're not sure, you need to get help from someone who knows what they're doing. But by setting up DKIM and then by doing a second thing, which is SPF, which stands for Sender Policy Framework, set those two things up and that will massively increase the chances of going to the inbox particularly spf is very important for microsoft as i just mentioned so that's that's the way that if you don't have them set up already that will give you a step change immediately in whether the emails go to the spam or the inbox so that's probably the quickest win um and then the second thing is if you're not already managing your engagement start doing it and start segmenting your audience according to how recently they opened something because again do, doing that will immediately boost your open rates because you'll be you'll still be getting the same number of people opening, but obviously you'll be sending fewer emails because you won't be sending the people that engaged a long, long time ago. Or interesting fact, when I do an audit on someone's Infusionsoft or Active Campaign account or whatever, typically I will find between 10 and 35% of the contacts that have never, ever, ever opened anything and people are still mailing them week in and week out. So it's important that you put all those to one side just mail the people that have engaged recently. Your open rate will increase and then keep doing that. And that's what I call the virtuous circle because your open rate increases, your reputation improves, 
the new people that opt into your list are more likely to get your emails into the inbox unless it goes round. What's really great about all of this is that if you look at the race framework, I'm going to do it in the wrong order, but for a reason, the authentication thing is a thing that you can do once. You set up DKIM, SPF, you're ready to go, you do the work and then it's done. Yep. Uh, the, the content bit, well, you're already going to be sending good content. You listen to this podcast. Uh, the engagement part, you've just learned the basics of how to keep that managed and what you can and can't be doing. And then all of that works to to get the reputation going as well. So I think that's really good like uh, as, as a starting point to get this delivery bit solved. Yeah, it's absolutely awesome. Absolutely love it. And at the end of the day, if you are following these frameworks and following the, the methodologies of giving value in your emails that we speak about all the time on this podcast, inside our membership, The League, we, when we talk about our... When, when people first join your email list and you send them that welcome on board sequence, we call it a getting to know you sequence, one of the things we do in those first emails always is ask for a reply, train people to click, get people engaging with the content. You want to set that up for every single brand new person. I think it's, it's absolutely awesome. So it can only help you get more of your amazing emails in front of more people so you can help more people and of course grow your business it's awesome let's get into this next section subject line of the week subject line of the week okay adrian subject line okay so i am not the world's best email marketer because i'm more of a deliverability geek but i have been eating my own cooking over the last year or two i've been regularly emailing my list i've been growing it i'm up to about 1500 on my list now which is you know, I'd like to have 15,000, but I'm starting with 1,500. And I'm doing a great job just gently growing that and just adding value, sending lots of great content. I'm typically getting a 35 to 40, maybe 45% open rate because I'm managing my engagement um, and making sure that I'm sending people what they want. And if they, if they lose interest, I'll stop mailing them. But what I found is the very best subject line I've ever used was a very simple one because I was looking to get a bit more information from my list. I wanted to know... How could I best help them? Um, were they, do they do they need me to teach them how to do it? Do they want me to do it for them or to do it with them? So simple thing like that. And I sent a very simple email asking that question. And the subject line was no more than please help with a little colon high from the bracket, the old-fashioned smiley. None of this emoji nonsense, the good old-fashioned stuff. And I've done that twice now. And both times I was astonished with the open rate. It was it was close to 60%. Um, because obviously is there's enough, there's lots of reasons why it works because it's short and sweet. It's asking someone something and assuming I've already got good rapport with my audience, they're going to want to help me. And, you know, I wouldn't abuse it. I wouldn't send that out once a month, but if you do that every now and then works a treat and I'm delighted with it. And, you know, maybe towards the back end of 2021, I'll do that again, or maybe just to the people that haven't responded or they've been new added to my list or whatever. But that one simple subject line is my favorite bar none. I've seen other people use it. I stole the idea, worked for me. Um, if you haven't ever tried it, give it a go. I love it. Subject line of the week, subject line of the week. Well, this has been Epic. I could have this conversation all day long. Honestly, I could really geek out over this stuff. But for people who want to find out more about you and everything that you're doing, tell us, where can we go? So I'm always hanging around on Facebook. So people are welcome to find me on there. It's just facebook.com slash Adrian Savage. I managed to get that little URL back in the day. Um, then the main thing I'd recommend is everything I've talked about today, plus loads of other really cool tips are in what I call the race method checklist. So there's a 17-point checklist broken down into reputation, authentication, content engagement, um, with just the basics on what you need to focus on. So that's where I mentioned things like the authentication. There's a bit more detail there showing you where you can find out more. Um, and to get that, all you need to do is go to deliverability-board.com slash checklist. 
You don't even have to opt in. It's just there as a PDF download. If you want to sign up to my list, then obviously you're welcome to do that because I will be sending out hints, tips, videos, things like that. But um, you know, this is this checklist is so important. I don't want you. Know, I'm, I'm going against all the trends of email marketing here by saying I want to share it with as many people as possible. So that's where you can find it. If you then sign up to our list, then brilliant. But the main thing here is just to make sure that I'm helping as many people as possible get the basics right with their deliverability. Awesome. Changing the world one email at a time. I love it. Uh, if you want to c- hang out and uh, continue talking about this and think about how this all applies to you, your particular business, in the at the size of list you've got, the stage of business that you're at, based on what you've been doing so far and what it is you like to do, then do come and hang out in our Facebook group as well. It's a free Facebook group that we created around this very podcast. In case you don't know already, it's called The Email Marketing Show Community. Just go to Facebook right now and search for The Email Marketing Show Community or if you prefer to pop open Chrome or other browsers are available, go to robandkennedy.group and that will forward you to the group and we'll continue talking about this and everything else to do with email marketing. We are, of course, back here every single Wednesday with a brand new episode of the Email Marketing Show. More great email marketing tips. So make sure if you haven't already, you smash the subscribe button. We know how busy you are. We know you're going to miss it. We know you'll forget. So make sure you hit the subscribe button so that you can come and join us every single Wednesday. Adrian, thanks so much for joining us. This has been awesome. Adrian Savage, everybody. The